Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast brought to you by Freedom's Path Recovery Society. We are not affiliated with any one 12-step fellowship, nor do we wish to propose only one solution. We want to welcome as many disciplines at work as there are people recovering. We understand how different solutions can greatly increase an individual's chance of survival. Regardless of where you are right now, where you're going, or where you've been, we want to welcome you, one and all. We hope to illuminate the process of recovery by sharing as many of the human triumph stories as we can. Why, you might ask, so we can show others we can and do build stable lives from a former state of chaos, desperation, and hopelessness. As a part of my life and my work, I wander into all kinds of anonymous meeting rooms, facilitate several types of group workshops, hear amazing stories from incredible humans, and every time I am able to listen, I become more and more grateful to hear how brave and resilient my fellows are. Hopefully, it is no different for you. Tonight's guest is a good friend of mine, Adam Trotchy. Adam, how you doing? I'm doing good today. Right on, man. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for having you're, me. You're welcome, dude. Please remember that any and all opinions shared and heard are those of the individuals and not a reflection of Freedom's Path Recovery Society or any other entity. We wish to honor all people, wherever they might be along their process. So in order to provide our guests and listeners with a sincere and genuine experience, all persons involved in the podcast have a right to their opinions. Defining recovery as a process of adjusting to changes in life prior to, during, or after a life event or events, which have caused residual trauma of some kind in the individual's life. This can include, but is not exclusive to, alcoholism, chemical dependencies, process addictions, mental illness, codependency, or medical challenges, grief, etc. The individuals on this program may use strong language, adult themes and situations, as well as stories of death and dying, and many other types of human tragedy. It is not suitable for children unless they are accompanied by a parent or guardian or have the explicit permission of those individuals. So now that you know you will need an adult, are you ready? I don't see any adults around here. <laughs> I know. As he looks around, knowingly that he's alone. Yeah. I'm all alone. I'm all alone. <laughs> Tell us about yourself, man. Tell us about myself. Well, as you were saying, my name is Adam Trachi. Uh, I've been clean and sober for just over six years now. Right on, man. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, you know, with the help of the, some friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I've been in Calgary now for around 15 years and uh, moved here from Saskatoon, and uh, what's Saskatoon really like, man? That's a good, it's a good place to grow up, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful city. Okay. You know, I don't think I'd ever move back, but no. no. Well, it's the prairies. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair answer. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess what kind of got me to this, where I am in the, the hot seat, if you will, today, um, in this process of recovery and you know this and this podcast is that uh you know i guess from probably a young age that like the the addiction was maybe brewing in me right like you know i think probably a lot of us have a similar story and how things start out and like you know generally you know alcoholism or a drug addiction kind of follows within our families right like you know mm -hmm. it's generally a parent or a grandparent or you know maybe it's an aunt or an uncle has you know someone you know has yeah. the disease of of addiction right so I'm no different, you know, my, my, my father is an alcoholic and a little bit of a drug addict as well too. Um, on my mom's side, like my grandfather and her mom was both alcoholics. Mm. So there's, you know, that, that cycle of 
disease was there, right? Um, so I'm, I was predisposed to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through the upbringing of having an alcoholic father and whatever else, there was just, you know, as time and time went on and, you know, I start, took my first drink and kind of like thought that partying was the cool way to, you know, go about life. throughout my teenage years it you know finally kind of carried into my 20s and you know it really escalated probably uh you know i had done some dabbling in drugs in saskatoon but nothing that didn't really fully escalate until i moved here to calgary actually yeah um and i guess it always kind of was a problem for me like it uh i always uh you know i would be late for showing up for work or you know i'd be missing out on um just occasions because, you know, I'd, I'd been out the night, the night before drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and as it, as my drinking increased, you know, those, those occurrences only got, you know, worse and worse. Right. Yeah. Uh, so probably around the age of, I moved out here when I was about 20 years old and I think, uh, probably around 21, you know, my, my dad, I, I, there was a number of times where I would go back to Saskatoon because I would, you know, I need to clean up because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'd, I'd had enough that time. Right. I'm like, I had been drinking too much or I was, you know, using too many drugs, I had to like, you know, I'd have a freak out. I'd run back home. So one of these times, my I was about 21, my dad took me to my first AA meeting. Um, you know, I cried in that meeting and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like I don't want to do this anymore and blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm pretty sure that weekend, like I got drunk again. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, that's where I kind of started. You know, the seed got planted when I was 21 in my first AA meeting. Mm-hmm. And throughout the course of the the next several years, it was just like, you know, things would get really good. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Like, I don't need to, you know, recover, right? Um, but then things would get really bad again mm-hmm. <laughs> because I would continue drinking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my drug use got quite heavy, right? Like I got pretty heavily into cocaine and, and you know, not just putting it up my nose, but I was also smoking it as well too, mm-hmm. which led me down a, a pretty dark path, right? What does that mean? What's a dark path? <laughs> well, well you have to understand like there's some people that don't know yeah that's right? true right like, i mean i guess the thing is, is like you know when they talk about like you know an alcoholic there or like a not drug addict they have to hit rock bottom to like finally figure out that they've had enough well mm-hmm. the thing about it is is that you know you can always keep going further and further yeah right like you know like i i drank i smoked weed you know that and in the beginning i, I remember probably at one point i'm like there's no way i'm going to touch cocaine and yeah. sure enough, like I touched it and I did it and I liked it and I did a lot of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was probably like, well, you know, I'll never like smoke crack, but I did. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there was like, you just like that bottom just keeps going lower and lower and lower. Things you would never think you would do. You did. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I just got goosebumps, man. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, you know, and it's just like, it just keeps that pit just keeps getting deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just like, oh my God, like. And, you know, the shame, the guilt, the remorse, just like it keeps building and building because it's like, because all you're doing is running away, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what the drugs and alcohol are for is just like the yeah. escapism, right? You're like, you're not facing anything. You're just digging further and further down. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it's just like at the age of 30, that's when I finally got sober. Mm-hmm. And this was, you know, as I said, my first AA meeting was when I was 21. And so the, over the course of nine years, you know, I went in and out of the program a number of times. Um, and it was generally at the gesture of like, you know, a relationship. I'd be mm-hmm. with a girl and she'd be like, you know, you need to get some help. I'd be like, okay, you know, like 
I'll get some help to try and save the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, I'm, like I wanted to try like NA. So I was like, oh, I just want to try and figure out how to stop doing cocaine, but I wanted to like figure out a way to not do cocaine, but I could still keep drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like <laughs> mind blowing. You know what I mean? Like, and I tried, I tried doing that a lot. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually quite logical though. Hey, mm. like it, in, at first, the first yeah. time it seems very logical to be like, no, like that's my problem. Yeah. And, how hard would it be to, to look at cocaine as the problem? Yeah. When you compare it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was probably a good couple of years of me trying to like mm-hmm. either going to NA, CA, a little bit of AA and being like, you know, I just really want to try and figure out how to stop doing cocaine so I can continue drinking mm-hmm. um, or get makes, my drinking under control. <laughs> makes perfect sense to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the funny thing is, is like, you know, like, my stepmom, she's also, she's an addictions counselor. And like, you know, I'd come home and dry up and she would try and, t- you know, tell me some things or like, I would say like, oh yeah, you know, I'm doing good. Like I got my drinking under control and I could probably just, I could probably feel her cringe when she would, when she would hear me say something like that because yeah. she would know better. Right. And yeah. she's been in recovery a very long time as well too. Like I think over 20 years now. Oh wow. Um, and same with my dad. My dad has been clean and sober for 20 years now too. So. Well, that's quite a place you could turn, hey? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So there is that, that aspect. Um, and now like when I like, you know, when I interact with say, because I'm a chef here in Calgary too, and, you know, being in that industry of a restaurant, you know, there is a lot of people that like to drink a lot and like do drugs, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like part of the culture. Um, yeah, it sure is. Uh, so, you know, throughout the years, like I've, you know, people have approached me in the last six years, you know, they approach me when they feel like they may have be, you know, in the place where I was, mm-hmm. uh, or when you ask them like how they're doing, they're like, "Oh yeah, I got everything under control." You're like, "Oh okay." And now you cringe like your stepmom yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, right. Like <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, all right, man, it's, it's your deal, right?" Yeah. So, uh, I kind of forgot where I was at. Well, what what finally happened to to get you to on the path to actually clean up? Like what what actually finally happened? I think it was like you know the it was my thirtieth birthday. I gone out drinking you know i you know my girlfriend at the time i told her i was going to be home mm-hmm. and it was again i didn't show up i didn't call and this was like a, a continuous cycle for me like i'd done this with previous relationships and i woke up that morning the next day of my 30th birthday not knowing where i was and not knowing what happened the last the night before and i was like fuck i fucked up again mm-hmm. and i was just like and driving home and like i had to call a cab and on the cab ride home i'm like you gotta pull over man like i had to like barf and I guess I finally got home and it just like that the switch had been flipped in my head mm. I just I knew that this was the last time I was just like I, I can't do this anymore like I'm just like you know that common term you hear is like I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired right mm-hmm. it's just like the endless cycle of drama of just like making things better like you know smoothing thing everything out and then like you know a couple weeks later going on and getting wasted and not coming home and you know just the whole constant cycle of like okay now I'm gonna smooth everything out again mm. and then causing that drama like and it wasn't just relationships too it was like a lot of work stuff right and family right like you're just like you know the hurt you cause your family from like you know all the lies and you know obviously they didn't they don't live here in calgary but you know like they would i'd have to lie to them about my Mm -hmm. how much i was drinking or or say that i wasn't using drugs when really i was Mm -hmm. or just not showing up at work and then them being like if you're not coming in today you're getting fired yeah (laughs) Or like, you know, or, or making me go to like re, uh, detox, right? Like, like if you don't go to detox, like you're fired. Like, okay, I'll go to detox, right? Mm-hmm. Like trying to get that heat off. So 
It's just like, did you appreciate your trips to Renfrew? <laughs> I only went there once. I went there once, and uh, yeah, I'm so glad that place is there, man. Well, Can yeah. You imagine how many people be dead. It's true. It's true, right? right? Like yeah. I went to Renfrew, and I also went to Detox in Saskatoon once as well. Yeah. So you know, two different experiences, but you know, that's kind of part of my story. Is I'm sure probably lots of people have gone through those mm-hmm. those places, and it definitely has a benefit. I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, getting back to that, that first day of, you know, of being over it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the girl that I was dating, she's like, that's it. I'm done. Like I told you, like if you got drunk one more time, like it was over. Yeah. I was like, damn, (laughs) I did it again. Right. (laughs) Like, and you know, so I just had to like deal with it. Right. And Mm -hmm. you know, a couple days went by and I was like, fuck, like I should, like I got like the only way I know how to do this is like to go back to AA. Um, so our mutual friend, Kenny, mm-hmm. I think I texted him up and I was like, Hey man, like, can we meet up for a coffee? And he's like, Oh, is this for business? Or is this like, you know, regarding something else? I was like, well, it's regarding something else. He's like, okay, let's meet for a coffee. And, you know, we met for a coffee mm-hmm. that night and, you know, I told him what was going on and, you know, that was just like, you know, I'm, I'm at my bottom. Like I need to like, I'm just done. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of took me under his wing that night to like help me start working the steps. Right. And like, mm-hmm. that's, uh, and I explained to him, like, I need someone to like physically show me how to do this because in the past, like people have just told me how to do it. Like I need to be shown, like mm-hmm. I need, you know, some, just a better, a different way, just explained differently to me. Yeah. Right. So, and, uh, we started working the steps that night actually. And, uh, and in that process, you know, like we went through, you know, just step by step. You know, up to the seventh step. That's where he likes to get people to. Yeah. Um, part of that process was like going to one of your classes, actually, the mm. the pathway to freedom, which like, you know, at, at the beginning of that point, I was willing to try anything, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I want you to go. My friend Dave, he's got this group called Pathway to Freedom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll try it for sure. Like, I want to go. Like, I'll just keep an open mind and like, I want to try everything I can yeah. to get it this time, right? Even after doing my step one, he challenged me and he was like, I don't think you get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think there's... Like in reading your step one, I feel like there might be something that you're not really willing to let go mm-hmm. to keep moving forward. And I was like, it scared me because I was like, no, I'm, I want to go forward. Mm-hmm. Like I want to keep moving forward and getting better here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just tired of the, the drama. <laughs> well, there's nothing but drama in the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. The end of the drinking or using, it's just nothing but pain and suffering. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, <clears throat> So now here, here I am, six years clean and sober. Right? Mm. So, and that's, uh, you know, that, that process of the first couple of years is, it was going to a lot of meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think after like two years of going to a lot of meetings, I just kind of like started waning a bit. Like, you know, things were good. You know, my life was like going the way it should be <laughs> per- perceived, right? Mm-hmm. But yep. then, you know, like things started falling apart, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I got fired from a job. You know, because of, you know, there's probably lots of reasons, but, you know, one of the reasons they told me is because I was being an asshole. Hmm. That's a pretty good reason. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. And it's like, well, man, that's my actions. Right. Like, and these are, so, you know, the, this process of recovery, um, isn't just about like cleaning up from like the drugs or alcohol, like it's your actions too. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just like your behaviors. Um, so stuff that I had to work on. You know, not too long after that, I had a relationship that I was in for a long time that was gone again too. Mm-hmm. So it was like 
this period of like, that was around both my three years of being sober. So I'm at six years now. So over the last three years, I've been on this, like what I kind of come to believe is like this, uh, this really a growth period. Mm-hmm. This last three years has been like an immense period of growth for me. Um, so one second, I'm going to have a sip of this coffee. <laughs> it's pretty tasty. It is. Thanks for bringing me a coffee, man. You're welcome. Um, so, you know, the changing of jobs and starting a new job and it's just like, okay, like, you know, I need to like change some things so I don't continue doing the same things. Right. And like, you know, at the end of the day, like when I got to, you know, I just finished that job in this, this, this past summer and I was still acting out some of those same actions I was in a previous job. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, oh, man, like I need to still work on myself and make these changes. Right. I went through a couple of relationships in the last few years. Some, you know, and those were all like very good, like, you know, that pain is a, as a motivator, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was going through those painful feelings of like a breakup and it's like, man, like what the fuck am I doing wrong? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it caused me to like, I need to work on myself. Right. Mm-hmm. All these like things, all these changes, like, you know, made me want to get better, you know, mm-hmm. makes me want to like, keep moving forward and like keep doing the work. Um, and that's where I'm at right this, this summer. I just had the summer off from work and, I've had some time to sit down and relax and, you know, reflect and just realize that, you know, like I'm at this, I kind of came to the end of this growth spurt, I'll call mm-hmm. it. Right. So I've had this time to like, just start like relax, do some meditations. Um, and you know, I'm going to start a new job coming up here and I, you know, I don't want to bring that old stuff into this next place. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a great relationship with my girlfriend today and you know, there's still things that come up from like previous relationships that I have mm-hmm. to like, talk to her about so that, you know, she knows what my triggers are or I can just like work on them so that it doesn't trigger me anymore. Right. Mm. So yeah, I'm at this, like I'm at the plateau before I start my next growth phase, we'll say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, that's what you think. Right. Yeah. The the truth is we're just always growing, man. Mm. Especially if you're working, right? Like doing what you've been doing and, um, just digging into those patterns and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you stop growing, man. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it hurts. <laughs> that's why it's seriously. That's why it's like a mess sometimes, right? Yeah. Well, and it's just like it's really interesting because it's like, um, you know, this process of recovery. Like, you know, it's just like, like you're saying, the growth always continually happens, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, so you just keep uncovering. The, the longer, you, the longer that I've stayed sober, like, you know, more stuff gets uncovered, right? And I'm mm-hmm. able to sort through it a little more easier. You know, I don't have to resort to anger so much, or you know. One thing I've been working on this summer <laughs> is my patience, right? It's mm-hmm. becoming very thin. I'm just like, whoa, like what's going on there? Like, so, you know, maybe I need to meditate more on some patience. <laughs> meditate more. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, and then like, so I'll kind of back the truck up a bit too here. You can drive the truck wherever you want, man. <laughs> it's your truck. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Uh so there's like pain as a motivator and not even just that, but this uncomfortability and this growth, right? Like, you know, at two years of being at the last job I was at, I was like, man, like I need to change. Like I'm ready to, to do some more growing, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever that might look like. And I got to start thinking about my future. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, did, I didn't necessarily want to be a chef in a restaurant for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I didn't think it was going to be sustainable. So, you know, and do my work. I was like, I'm going to go back to school. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it because I was like, you know, there's lots of chefs out there that go and be like 
sales reps for like, you know, food suppliers. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm, I don't really perceive myself as being a salesman. So I don't mm-hmm. want to do that. And I was thinking about ways that, you know, how could I apply my chef skills into like, you know, a future job. And I thought, you know, the word nutrition came to mind. So then I, and doing research, like, you know, I came across, you know, this holistic nutrition school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got all excited about that and signed up and that's what I did for the past year of my life. I, I went to school while working. Mm-hmm. What's but, holistic? What does that mean? Holistic? Yeah. So I mean, like when a, you're talking about it in terms of food, like what is that? It'll be like a total mind, body, soul approach to, to nutrition. Mm-hmm. So not just like, you know, there is about the food you're eating and like how it affects your body, but also like, you know, how it's going to affect your, your moods, mm-hmm. um, how it's going to help like, uh, balance like systems that might be out of whack. Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, it's important obviously. Yeah, totally. So, and it's always kind of funny cause like my mom and I like, during like my like active addiction, she'd be like, are you taking your supplements? Like every time I like relapse, she'd be mm-hmm. like, are you taking your supplements? I'm like, no, I'm not taking my fucking supplements. You know what I mean? <laughs> or like my girlfriend, like what are those supposed to do? Right? Like my mom would be like, are you taking magnesium? I'm like, no, I'm not taking my magnesium. <laughs> it, it gets, it's in conflict with my crack cocaine mom. Okay. Please. We've talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it's like, yeah. So anyways, like going through this nutrition school, it's like very like eye opening, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you know, being a chef, like, you know, you learn about, you know, all these ingredients that go well together. But now like I have a deeper understanding of, you know, like if I pair certain foods together, like they're going to have a, a better effect in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and if these foods have a better effect in your body, like what, what is that going to like do? Like, obviously, you know, you want to have these nutritious foods, like, you know, supporting your body so you can and recover from injuries mm-hmm. or just leave a lead a healthy lifestyle. Right. So like, maybe not just like consuming junk food all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Why do they make junk food taste so good then, dude? Well, because they got to make money, man. Yeah, I guess. Eh? <laughs> but if they, dude, if they made kale taste better, I'd eat kale. <laughs> just sprinkle some salt, bake it in the oven. It's good, man. It's chips. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kale I'll chips try. are good. Yeah. They're good, man. It's all about the mindset. Yeah. You gotta tell yourself that. <laughs> Yeah, but like I don't know about the mindset of lying to myself to tell myself it tastes good. Like I can, I can, lie, I can tell myself I need to eat it. Yeah, that's fine. But like to tell myself it tastes good, then I just get mad at myself for lying. And I call myself I'm a big fucking liar. <laughs> yeah, I had someone tell me that one time with kale chips. They said, "Here, try these chips. They're pretty good. You won't even know they're kale." I knew there were kale. Like, <laughs> I, I I can appreciate what people are trying to do. Yeah. Because you're right. There's absolutely positive evidence that shows nutrition and like moods and things like that are very important. Mm. Right. So there's definitely a truth there. Yeah. Right. But trying to tell me that kale chips taste like like old Dutch, that's just not going to happen. Well, I yeah, I, I probably wouldn't go as far as saying that, but. Wow. This person did. This person <laughs> tried to make me feel like, I don't know why they were greasing me so hard. <laughs> it was like their world depended on whether I had kale or not, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, so getting back to like what my mom would be like, oh, talk about these mm-hmm. supplements, blah, 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 right? Like, <clears throat> so like going through nutrition school, like one of the classes touched a little bit about on addictions, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, that struck a chord with me, obviously. You know, I want to learn a little bit more about this. Um, just because I've gone through it and, um, you know, it turns out like my mom telling me about magnesium. Well, 
the thing about it is, is that, you know, it's been shown to help prevent relapse of people who abuse cocaine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, you know, her telling me to take this magnesium, like it had some merit behind it. You know, there's from her perspective. Yeah. There's yeah. been some studies, you know, done on it. Uh, like, I don't know what the exact dosage you need to take on mm. it, but you know. And so how does it interact to make you not want to do cocaine? Like, does it, does it attack the, the receptors like in your brain? Yeah. It would probably just help with like the, like the neurotransmitters or whatever yeah. in your, whatever receptors in your brain are, yeah. right? The so, pleasure center or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, and then, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like in preparing for this talk, right? I'm like, I'm, it's very interesting. Yeah. In preparing for this talk, right? So I'm like looking at like okay, how does nutrition like relate to recovery and, you know, maybe um, relapse prevention because like that's, you know, obviously once you come in, mm -hmm. like, you know, no one in that room wants anyone to leave, right? You know, we don't want, not like you, you can go home, but we don't want you like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to kidnap you now yeah. that you're here. Now that you're here, we got you. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Door's locked. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, the thing is like, you know, no one, we don't want anyone to like go back out to Definitely not. active yep. drinking or, or using, I mean, because you don't know what's going to happen, right? Like, yeah. Um, so, you know, this like, you know, this nutrition approach to like, you know, recovery, like I think it could have a good um, benefit to people that are, you know, maybe new in recovery or even if they've got some long-term sobriety, but they want to make some, some changes, right? Like, you mm -hmm. know, if they get to the point where they're like, okay, like, now that I've dealt with the alcohol and drugs, I'm going to start working on myself more and maybe healthier eating is, you know, one way they're going to tackle it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So like in terms of like the relapse prevention, like, you know, there's lots of studies out there saying that like, you know, if you get getting like a good nutritious, um, like meals, mm -hmm. it's going to help you like prevent the relapse because you're not, you know, consuming, you know, once you stop drinking, your body's going to be craving that sugar still, right? Yeah. So what do you want to go to? Or do you want to go to that junk food? You want to get like the ice cream, the chocolate chips, you know, chocolate and whatever else, right? I like where your head's at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that could, that could open up a whole other can of worms. Totally right? I mean, could, like, yeah. You stop drinking and doing drugs. Like, you know, maybe a lot of people might have like a, a food addiction too, yeah. right? And like, you know, they might Well, just... what did you notice when you came in, right? Like everybody likes donuts, cookies, that's what you have at like every meeting, right? There's yeah. like donuts, cookies, and coffee. Yeah. Like the three things you probably shouldn't eat. Yeah, Especially exactly. if you're at a meeting in the evening. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and for, honestly, that's all I saw. Mm -hmm. You know, there were some places that are forward thinking would have like veggie trays. Like yeah, with yeah. their with their six trays of cookies, you have one veggie tray, right? <laughs> yeah. And there's like three carrots missing out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that that's, that's a big thing. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not some mystery that um, when we sober up and clean up that we we don't want that. It's evident that we do. Yeah. Right. And it's evident that we overuse it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go into any room, you can see that. Yeah. You know. Well, and that's the thing about, you know, caffeine. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's still that reward. Right. You're still getting that that dopamine. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing that you've been missing from not using drugs anymore. Yeah. Um, don't listen to him coffee. It's fine. You and I, <laughs> as are we fine. take a sip of coffee, that's right. You and I, you and I are fine. Coffee. We're good. <laughs> he didn't mean nothing by it. <laughs> um, well, like, you know, in the rooms too, they have like that saying like 90 meetings in 90 days. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so then I was also reading about a study about like how they, you know, these 
the study group they had of addicts that like, you know, if they had these like, you know, all these supplements given to them as well as like a, a nutrition program mm-hmm. that these people that had this, like the support of nutrition that they had a better success rate of staying sober up until three months. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there was like some correlation between like the 90 meetings and 90 days, as well as like this, you know, a, you know, nutrition program behind that mm-hmm. with those two things combined, like, is that going to, you know, further boost the recovery rate, sure. right? You know, so. like help people get past that, you know, that, you know, A, the first day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which <laughs> is that, a shitty day. Yeah. Or the first 30 days, right? You know, yeah. choose that first couple of weeks. You're like, I'm really into this. This is great. But, you know, getting from, for me anyways, it was like getting from that two weeks to the 30 days was like, ah, oh, fuck, everything's good now. So I could probably go back out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Isn't that ridiculous that we go there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we know all too well what happens. Yeah. But. Or I can make it to 30 days when it's like, oh, I don't really want to go with, you know, <laughs> everything's well, really go good 30 now. days, man. It's only 20 days. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, like there's this like, there's a lot of evidence out there like supporting the fact that like, you know, if we have like a good solid nutrition program behind us as well as like, you know, mm-hmm. say some counselors or like a 12 step group, like, mm-hmm. you know, the chances of, of recovery are like, are, you know, or higher. Well, that's what I've seen, right? Like the more, the more things people do, the better chances they have. Right. right? I mean, I, there's that group true North. Okay. Is that, is that what it's called? I'm true North sure. or pure North. Okay. One of those two things, they, they give vitamins to folks who can't afford them. Right. Right. So they do, um, through some treatment centers and some shelters, even here in town, yep. they have, they provide vitamins and stuff. Okay. So, and I think it's probably based on what you were talking about. Like yeah. there's evidence, there's yeah. evidence that suggests we do better when we have certain minerals and vitamins in our body. Right. Yeah. And of course, people who are homeless yeah. or, um, going into treatment centers or whatever, chances are pretty good when you're in that position, you're not, you're not able to, well, you're not able to eat properly. Right. And you know, as well as I do that when we're using and drinking, we don't eat properly. No. Right. No. Like, like, you know, when you're hung over, it's like, what are you going for? Like you're dialing up pizza, you're like getting McDonald's, like you want that greasy comfort food, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's right. And that just keeps us in that place of feeling sick. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think trying to get people to understand that it's okay to eat McDonald's, but understand that if you eat McDonald's, you're going to feel gross. Yeah. Like that's what comes along with eating McDonald's. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. I like, I like it every once in a while. It's probably because inside of me, there is this person who just wants to eat themselves to death. Right. (laughs) And I, and if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it with stuff that tastes good. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I always recognize that. And and truth be told, as recovery progresses, I learn, I listen more and more to people like yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like saying, no, these things are vital. Yeah. Like these things are incredibly vital to try to maneuver through life without overeating, without doing those kinds of things. Right. Yeah. Because I was guilty of that, man. I would eat a whole large pizza all at once. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? Like yeah, even totally. coming into sobriety, I did. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, like, you know, you're going through, you know, even sobriety, like you're you're working through all this trauma that you've mm-hmm. gone through, right? So what are you going to do? Like, I'm like, oh, man, like I don't feel good. I can't I can't go to the drugs or alcohol anymore. So mm-hmm. I'm going to eat this cake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat this entire cake in one sitting and, yeah. you know, it's going to taste great, but you know, about an hour later, I'm going to feel like shit. I kind of want a cake right now. <laughs> Darcy and I are like, Oh, a cake would be so good. How come you didn't bring a cake? Man? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I brought coffee. Yeah, you did. And it's good. We yeah. love you coffee. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, yeah, and I think like the damage that we do in our bodies through the like alcohol and drugs, right? Like you're just you're putting toxic toxins in your mm-hmm. body, right? So, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's probably different approaches for obviously from alcohol to like, you know, say stimulants and mm-hmm. whatever other like prescription meds, like, you know, you probably want to support the body differently, right? Like mm-hmm. because each of those substances are going to deplete your body of, of nutrients some other way, yeah. right? You know, in the case of alcohol, like it's going to like damage your stomach. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's going to throw things off in, in your stomach. You're the way you broke, break down food. The most important thing being um, protein. Mm-hmm. If you can't break down protein properly, then that's like the building blocks of like your amino acids mm-hmm. and your amino acids are what builds your neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, the big two are like, you know, dopamine and serotonin. Mm-hmm. And those are made in your gut mainly. Are they? About 90% of serotonin is made in our gut. Really? And about 50% is made in, of dopamine is made in our guts. So it comes from your, does it go, so it goes from your guts to your brain then? Yeah. So like, you know, there's like the thing that they say, like, you know, your gut is your second brain mm-hmm. or there's the gut brain connection, right? So oh, yeah. they're connected very much. Um, I didn't realize it was so high. That's all. Yeah. Like that's yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Like in nutrition school, you learn these things like, whoa, sh- this is crazy. Like, yeah. you know, um, very eye opening, right? Because I figured it was probably about 90% in the brain where serotonin is created or whatever, right? Yeah, no, it's in your gut. That makes sense because that's where the food goes. Yeah. And that's where the, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and that's the thing, like, you know, for me, like, you know, I would, if I was drinking, you know, the night, the next day, you know, I'm hungover, like, I'm not going to eat very well. Yeah. Like, you know, like I said, we're going to have, you know, greasy food, right? Or if I was using drugs and I might not eat for two days. Yeah. And then, you know, when I finally am ready to eat, like I'm going to go for those unhealthy comfort foods, right? Some kind of binge, eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so without those, like, those feel-good, you know, feel-good neurotransmitters, like mm-hmm. serotonin and dopamine, like you're going to be looking for it for somehow, Yeah. right? Like that's where we want to go to that sugar so we can get like, you know, or caffeine, right? Like So we can get like a false sense of that stuff. Exactly. Is that kind of what it does then? Like create like a false sense of, of because if you're, Serotonin, we'll just use that as an example. So as the serotonin is created in your stomach, yeah. right? Does the like the junk food give us a false sense of serotonin? Like is it kind of replacing serotonin or is it upping it kind of like the dopamine gets upped by using drugs for a period of time? Right. You get used to dopamine up here, not down here. Obviously, mm. you can't see me, so you don't know what I'm doing <laughs> yeah. with my hands, but I'm going down here and then I'm going up there. That's exactly what I'm doing. Right. Is that what happens? Uh you know, I have to dig into that a little bit more because mm. I don't fully like understand that yet. Yeah. But uh, well, that's fair. I would imagine so, right? Um, I think like with the process, like say with caffeine, right? Like mm. it blocks your dopamine receptors so that like it just like cycles through your body. Oh, does it really? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So. And see, I don't, I don't know either. I'm not a chemist or, or a scientist or anything like yeah. that, obviously. Um, <laughs> but it makes sense to me because if you use drugs for a certain amount of time, you get used to a certain level of dopamine mm. because the drugs have created a false, maybe it's not false so much as it's just not natural. Right. They've created, an, I should say that, created an unnatural amount of dopamine. Mm-hmm. So much like like carbs, we hear about those all the time as comfort food, right? Yeah. And so what it might be creating is a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a natural, it's not a natural serotonin. 
Mm. So it's creating too much at once. Yeah. Right. Because there are systems, as you said, in the body that they know exactly how much to release for what. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So now I think I'm catching on to what you're saying and I'm dumb. So I'm going to try to spell it out. (laughs) Right. So you, you take, if I eat a pizza, if I eat a large pizza, I get a whole bunch of dopamine and probably serotonin. Right. All kinds of things that make me feel good. I'm guessing, dude, I'm throwing this out there. So that would make sense to me if that pizza creates, right? Yeah. So it creates an unnatural amount of dopamine or an unnatural amount of serotonin. However that works, obviously I'm simplifying it. Yeah, yeah. Because my brain can only do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't complicate it. Um, but it, uh, so, because that kind of makes sense to me, right? So mm. if I think of it like, if I take a um, shot, if I take some morphine, right? I'm going to feel all kinds of artificial things. Right? right. It's not real. It's creating an unnatural feeling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so taking that for a period of time then elevates my level of, I did it with my hands again. Um, <laughs> it then elevates again, the level of dopamine and stuff that I'm feeling. Is that kind of what it is? Obviously simplified. I would think so. Yeah. 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 Cause it sounds like that. It, it sounds like. What's well, just that comfort aspect too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're you know, it's that comfort food aspect, right? It's just like, you yeah. know, it's, it's going to, it's going to feel good eating yeah. it. You know, you might not feel good. feel good. You might yeah. not feel good eating it after, you know, afterwards yeah. you're not going to feel good, but you know, during it, you're like, you're probably going to enjoy it. Right. Yeah. It's almost just like the reward of drugs or alcohol, right? Exactly. It's kind of, I can see why people are now tying the addiction to sugar into all that. Right. Yeah. Which I've seen, I don't know about yourself over the last 10 years kind of go skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, and there's gotta be something to it. Yeah. Right. Like there's gotta be, cause enough people are saying sugar is fucking deadly. Yeah. Right. And well, yeah. in terms of overuse. Yeah. And obviously it is right. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's got all kinds of downsides to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that kind of what spurred you on to wanting to learn? Wanting to learn like about, about the nutrition, nutrition aspect. Uh, well, again, it was just kind of like, you know, wanted to better myself and mm-hmm. just like, and then once you start digging in, once I started going to nutrition school, you know, it just opens a whole lot of different doors, right? You're just mm-hmm. like, you start learning all about all these different subjects and you're just like, well, this sounds interesting and that sounds interesting. And, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that really resonated with me the most is like learning about like, like digestion and gut health, mm-hmm. right? Like, I just feel like that's like, it's very important, right? Yeah. You know, like there's like that, um, the quote from like the this Greek philosopher, like it was like Hippocrates or whatever, but all disease begins in the gut. Hmm. You know, like that's who said that. I, apparently, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Apparently, to the apparently I've heard to the internet. Before. Yeah, the internet told me so. It must According be according to the internet, which is never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Hippocrates, I think so. Because I have heard that. I've yeah. heard that all like someone had said that all illness starts in the gut. So, like in referring to like say back to like you know say alcoholism, right? They refer mm-hmm. to it as a disease, right? Yeah. So, you know, if it's a disease, then maybe it's getting in the gut. Well, then that would make a lot of sense. Right. Because most people who are chronic alcohol alcoholics, until they become abstinent from the alcohol, their guts are messed up. Yeah. Right? And of course, from there goes like the liver and, and yeah. everything else that has yeah. to process. Well, that's all connected that. to digestion, right? Yeah. So, um, again, like I'm preparing for this, like, talk. Like, it's just like, there's so many connections with that, right? Like, you know, there's, there's conditions that you can develop because of, it's not just, you're not just going to get cirrhosis. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's stuff in your, like your intestines that are going to develop because of chronic alcohol use. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there's there's a, a big one out there. It's called leaky gut. Really? <clears throat> so leaky it's like, gut. Leaky gut is like basically like where your intestinal wall becomes permeable. Um, so like the it opens up essentially. Hmm. And, you know, toxins can get through and nutrients that, you know, you should be absorbing or not getting absorbed. They're just mm-hmm. like, you know, heading out into your bloodstream. Yeah. Right. Wow. And the, the tough thing would be, would it be the toxins, right? Yeah. Because then that's, you know, that's not good for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all these reasons, right? Yeah. Um, but that's like your own gut creating those toxins. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, there's going to be like some stuff that's going to be produced like through the natural process of metabolism, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're adding in, you know, a nice cocktail of, you know, alcohol and maybe some, you know, something some you're allergic to, and, yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or, yeah. or like there's some kind of stimulant or maybe prescription meds or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all those things are going to add up, right? Like yeah. <clears throat> your liver can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, as well as like, sense. as well as like, you know, your, your stomach and your intestines. Yeah. That so, makes a lot of sense, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Cause there are more, there's way more than just one illness you can get from drinking chronically for too long. Mm-hmm. Right. And we both know people who've died from it Yeah, at ages they shouldn't have died from it. No. Right. Yeah. And that's, it's just like, yeah, it's crazy, man. It is, man. The, uh, so it's, yeah, where do I want to go with this here? <laughs> <laughs> Take it wherever you want, man. Yeah. I think like it's just, you know, if, if there's a good foundation, like, you know, everyone needs to have a good foundation when they come into recovery, right? And, if, mm. you know, if it's a 12-step group, then that, I, for me personally, like, it was a great place to start. Mm-hmm. You know, it made sense for me. It, like, it resonated with me. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I had to seek out outside help as well, too. You know, after a couple of years, like, I, you know, I got in contact with a life coach. Mm-hmm. And we did a lot of great work together with my friend Shelly. Um, and that's, you know, that's helped me immensely as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just like all on like the, you know, dealing with life stuff. Right. Yeah. But you might need like, you know, maybe you need a personal trainer that will help you with exercise, mm-hmm. you know, reduce that stress or like, you know, maybe help work off a few pounds, like to help your body out. Right. Yeah. Um, and then obviously with nutrition, right. Supporting that body mm-hmm. to, you know, cause your body just wants to heal. Yeah. Right. This process of recovery is, is you healing. Yeah. So. Well, that's what recovery is all about, right? Yeah. And not just healing one thing or healing from one thing, right? But yeah. healing as you go. And um, so nutrition is important and so is exercise, mm-hmm. right? And you mentioned having a personal trainer. Just so everybody knows, if you need a personal trainer, uh, ask for Nathan Lurie. Nathan <laughs> Lurie, he's so good. He's my brother and he's got his own business. He owns his own place uh, and he's fantastic. <laughs> that's right. I just plugged my brother. But that was like a good segue. Good segue. Yeah. For Nate. For Nate. And for <laughs> nutrition. Because these things go together though, right? Well, that's the thing, right? It's just like you need all these things. Yeah. I think if you have all these things like together, it's going to, you're going to increase your chances of, mm-hmm. of survival or of, of not just survival of like actually like, you know, succeeding. Yeah. And not just being in survival mode. And that's what this is all about. Yeah. Like everything that we do, right? In recovery is about getting better or we're allowing ourselves to get worse. Mm, right yeah by going backwards and so and i'm with you i'm a firm believer in the more the merrier so if you go for outside help to a coach to a trainer to a nutritionist whatever you have to do obviously we are just mere mortals here and we don't have unlimited funds so we just like anyone else though we still thankfully the internet has made it possible that you can learn stuff without paying for it 
Yeah. Right. So yep. that there are things um, that you can do without having to have the money for a trainer or a nutritionist or a coach, whatever you, whatever the situation might be. But the key is to ask, mm-hmm. is to ask around and find out. Because one of the things that I've learned from you and other people like you is that when you ask, people know what you need. And when people know what you need, you don't realize how many fans you have and friends mm. you have that are willing to help you, right? right? Yeah. It's kind of like we get locked up, not you and me necessarily, um, but you can speak for yourself if you've been in this situation um, where we get locked up on one solution and we forget about how everything's connected. That's why the quote about the stomach hits so hard mm. is because everything's connected, right? Yeah. So it either starts in your stomach or in your brain. Yeah. Right. Because oftentimes people come into recovery, they forget that their brain's connected to everything. Mm-hmm. And so they, and they wonder, they go, why, why am I thinking this? I'm like, well, you're just thinking it. Your brain is going to connect to everything else though. So if you're thinking about, um, if you're spending 90% of your time thinking about shit and you're in the shit, how happy are you going to be? Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, because you can't, just like you can't put shit into your stomach and expect you to be fine. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, it's the same idea, though. Exactly. Yeah. You know, completely. Moving out of that, like that, that period, that place of isolation where we were before, where we thought this does not affect everything else. Mm-hmm. Right? I can do this over here. I can go over here and I can mistreat people. Right? That's not going to affect anything over here. Yeah. But it does. Oh, yeah. Right? Totally. Just like when you put crap in your gut, you get an effect from that. Mm-hmm. Same as if you put it in your head, right? Yeah. Um, and then those things are connected. Sorry, I went off on a bit of a tangent. Oh, it's all good, man. <laughs> well, I think like, you know, kind of touching on that as well too, is that like you got the, uh, you know, you hear that the acronym in recovery, like the hungry, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, right? Yep. Like, you know, that's the thing with nutrition. If you get hangry, you know, yeah, like, you, do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, the, the common thing with like alcoholics too is there's a lot of blood sugar issues, right? So, so you know, much. If, you, if you're yeah. just like, you know, if you got that constant rise and crash, right? Like you're not supporting yourself, you know, properly and like, you know, feeding yourself at regular intervals throughout the day and you get that crash. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe the chances are you're going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to have a fucking drink because I'm hangry. You know what yeah. I mean? Instead of just like, you know, getting like a, a snack. Ugh, dude, you just like, you just told the... Uh that's such a good point. So I was about seven years sober when mm-hmm. it happened, but like just thinking about that when you're, when you're hangry, you might just pick up that drink. Yeah. Right. So I was going to meet someone really good friend of mine, Jesse. She's really good. Uh, she's been sober a long time and I was about seven years in and I was like, my brain was so messed up. Right. So we met for a coffee and it was so messed up. I was in that place of, I was hungry. I was definitely angry. Yeah. And I was feeling lonely. Yeah. And I was probably tired. Like if I'm honest, I was <laughs> yeah. probably all four of those things. Yeah, this is lo- something that we talk about in um, different recovery rooms, this hungry, angry, lonely, tired. We call it halt, right? So we it's simplified by saying, how's your halt? We just ask friends or whatever, right? Like, how's your halt? Um, but I was probably all four of those things that day. Yeah, and yeah. I, I went up and it was we were at the higher ground. Great place for coffee. Higher ground if you're listening. Give us some money. Just come on, <laughs> help us out. Um, but great place for coffee, but it's licensed, right? Mm. And so we were there probably like 7.30 at night having a coffee. And and I was just in it because I was in a cycle, right? I was in one of my, yeah. um, thankfully I, I don't 
experience them today, but I did so often back then. Yeah. But it was all about fucking nutrition, man. It was all about exercise. It was all about sleep and also being honest about how I was feeling. Right. Mm. I went up to the the bar to pick up my our coffees, and they had because it's a licensed establishment. They have drinks lined up as well for people to pick up. I almost there was two glasses of wine sitting there. I almost grabbed them. Yeah, it was almost like the the story from our book um, that talks about. Well, I don't know. I just figured it was a good idea to put the whiskey in the milk, right? Yeah. And for some reason, my brain thought, oh, I think I'll just pick up these wine glasses mm-hmm. instead of the coffee. Yeah, and luckily she was there because it jolted me into this holy crap like i need to have supper and i need to talk to my friend and i need to chill the fuck out yeah right yeah but when well, you, it's amazing what happens like once you start eating some food you're like i feel better now yeah like you know what my i'm, I'm not i'm not hungry anymore yep i i feel good like i'm not angry mm-hmm. i'm not gonna kill someone or punch yeah. someone <laughs> i don't feel like drinking yeah right but that's exactly what it was when you're talking about that it was like that um and i'd been sober for seven for seven years at that point so yeah. i wasn't i didn't wake up that day thinking oh i feel like having a drink not once yeah even when i went to pick up the glasses of wine i didn't think oh i really want the wine instead my body like revolted from it when mm. i went to pick it up and yeah. i was like oh like almost got sick eh? yeah but that reminded me of how strung out i was right and how i hadn't have been taking my vitamins and yeah. eating properly eating at all because yeah. one of my go-to's is not eating yeah. Right. Like I, cause I come from a long line of like people who had poor relationships with food. Mm. Right. And that doesn't mean it's not about like how I look. I don't care. It doesn't yeah. matter. We know when we're doing well. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and that's when we're addressing those things. Yeah. You know, anyway, thanks for bringing that up. Cause yeah. So, I mean, it's like, <clears throat> there's a whole lot of like blood sugar issues. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you got to make sure you're getting a good breakfast in you. Like, you know, Lots of protein and fiber and, and healthy fats, right? Mm-hmm. Like not just, you know, not just some toast and peanut butter or just like, or bacon and eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the eggs are, you know, super nutritious. So it's bacon. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be talking about bacon on this. No, fair enough. I'm just kidding. But you might need to have like a, you know, a morning snack yeah. before lunch, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then in the afternoon, you're going to have to have another snack. Yeah. I'm not talking about just going to eat a chocolate bar, right? Like. You, know, you mean like an actual snack? Yeah. Like a healthy thing. Yeah, something healthy, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> well, I used some to vegetables, work, you know? Yeah. I used to work with this uh, lady. She used to bring, like everywhere she went, she'd have food. Yeah. And she had snacks. But they were always like carrots or they were something that wasn't, they were things that weren't going to hinder her. Yeah. As opposed to like the Snickers bar, which I do. Because I'm like, oh, I see those commercials. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. be, I don't Danny want people DeVito. to call me a Vanny, Vanna White or something like that. <laughs> You really act like a diva when you're hungry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's because I am. Yeah. Um, no, but that's like so, it's so accurate. Yeah. Right? Like that um, feeding the body, right? To, yeah. In order to feed the mind. Well, and I think that's like, you know, if you're, you get to that space, like, okay, like, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with my alcohol, my drug issues, you know, I'm ready to, you know, tackle some like, nutrition stuff. Like, because mm-hmm. maybe in the, you know, in the beginning, it's going to be a lot probably too much mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you know i have that saying like one day at a time like it's like you know or easy does it you know if you're just trying to like get over the you know the throes of alcohol and drug addiction like well maybe trying to like throw like diet stuff in there's gonna be way mm-hmm. too much and overwhelming and maybe yeah. that could throw you back into your relapse too right yeah so by all means like just do it you know when you're ready yeah 
And yeah. when you are ready, there's you know there's lots like you're saying there's lots of resources online mm-hmm. of you know what you could be eating or what you should be eating yeah. you know for to help prepare yourself from like you know say from alcoholism or drug abuse yeah you know things you can consume to help repair your liver yeah or, or your gut right like how important is it to know that like if we'd have known maybe when we were younger being taught that magnesium can help curb like i mean seriously something as simple as that man yeah like, well i mean the thing is too is like just taking that supplement isn't gonna no of course not right you know what i mean yeah. like it's you know it's <laughs> yeah right now there's like six cokeheads out there going <laughs> dude we gotta get magnesium yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, I, a, that's the thing there's no magic pill that's gonna make that's you stop right. drinking or using drugs right? yeah like you just it is your just when you're ready you're I, ready and i think you have that's to work the, it, right that's the key right you is know that it's you, just and there was like this book that we read in school and that it said something about nutrition. Like, you know, if you're very well nutrition, you're not going to become an addict. And I was like, I just disagreed with it. Like, yeah. like I just like it, you know, it caused a little bit of a reaction in me. Cause I'm like, no way. Like, you know, even if I was like raised on a super nutritious diet, like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't negate the fact of what I experienced in my life that, you know, probably, you know, I can't pinpoint the exact reason why I became an alcoholic or an addict, yeah. but there's a lot of issues, right? Yeah. It's not like, you know, it wasn't food. It was the issues I had. Yeah. So. But, but you're, but you're right. After we get clean. Yeah. Then having more magnesium might help. Yeah, exactly. But it's not about, well, I can't use cocaine and take more magnesium and feel like I'm going to be all right. right? (laughs) Because chances are the cocaine outdoes the magnesium. Yeah. It's designed to, right? Like it's designed to be addictive. It's designed Mm -hmm. to be pleasurable. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a good point. Also, to look for resources outside of whatever group you're going to, because one of the things that occurs to me is lots of people ask um, for advice in the rooms, right? Whatever the rooms are. Mm-hmm. And if you ask 20 people for advice on nutrition, you get 20 answers about mm-hmm. nutrition, right? Just like if you, because I know people who are sober, who eat clean and are batshit crazy, Right totally. now, that's not because they're eating clean. So all of you out there who are listening and saying, "Oh, Dave hates people who eat clean," that's not true. But if that's <laughs> he just all doesn't you, like kale, right? <laughs> yeah, I just don't like kale. Okay, so just leave me out of your kale conversation. Um, but what I'm getting at is, it, you need more than one thing. Exactly. Right. So if if I go and change my diet, say, but I don't do any of the work on my emotions why I have them, where they come from, all that kind of stuff, then I'm going to be left spinning my wheels, right? Because I know lots of people who eat well and they are not well, Mm -hmm. right? And it's not because of the food. The good thing is, is you don't have to like think about it too far. You can say, no, your food's fine. (laughs) You're eating fine. This is not so much fine. Yeah, exactly. Right? Well, I'm like, it's kind of like, so with this holistic nutrition program, right? Like they Mm -hmm. look at the whole body. You know, and, mm-hmm. and this holistic approach to it is like the spirituality aspect of it. Um, and there's certain like conditions that will affect certain organs mm-hmm. um, or, you know, certain things will get kind of represented. Like one of the things I learned was uh, the liver. That's like uh, where we store like our resentments and anger. Mm. Well, really? Bing, bing, bing. Like yeah. we're alcoholics. Like what does that affect? Your liver the most, right? Like it's just like, well, and your digestion. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you know anger resentments like that's like huge for alcoholics Mm -hmm. and you know so it's like if you can look at your angers your anger and resentments through like doing the work you know whatever it is like say through the steps or or whatever counts or whatever it is right like um and work on that anger and resentment 
then maybe it's a way of releasing that and that's a way of healing your liver. Mm-hmm. You know, not just with food or supplements, but by doing the work, you're going to like help release some of those things so that your body can heal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're not storing that that stuck energy in places in your body. Like, yeah. you know, you know, the common thing was so like, oh, you know, I never meant stress. Like I, my neck hurts, you know, people mm-hmm. are like, oh, I store stress here or there, right? Like, you know, there's probably a reason for that, right? Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you're stuffing your, stuffing your emotions somewhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and it's getting locked up in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's good, it's good to know, right? Because you have to have a, you want to have a, a broad tool belt instead of just a narrow one. Exactly. And right. keep it an open mind. Well, that's the key, right? You there. know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, maybe kale chips do taste good, Dave. Yeah. You know what? I've had them and they don't. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. But you I, had an open mind to try them. I did. Yeah. I was like, and I even eat broccoli now. So I'll have you know that my mind has been blown, <laughs> right? I'll even eat broccoli without dipping it in cheese. <laughs> whoa, man. Whoa. I know. I don't even know you anymore. Dude, I know you don't. It's, <laughs> it's because I'm listening to what people say to me, right? Like, and I, I um, but that's how I've created like uh, my tool belt and how I try to help others create theirs is to have more information, not less. Yeah. And I think like the important thing is with like the nutrition thing too, mm-hmm. is that you know, the thing with nutrition is like, there's always some gimmick or some like fad diet. Like, you know, what's mm-hmm. the next thing that's going to help me lose weight or, you know, what's the next thing that's going to help me eat clean, whatever else. Right. Like, yeah. and recovery isn't gimmicky like that. No, it's not. Like, it's just like a sustained program. Yeah. Like I've, I haven't had a drink or a drug in six years. Every single day for the last six years, I have not had a drink or a drug. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's taken a lot of work. Um, but there's no gimmicks behind that. There's no get, no. there's no get, uh, clean like quick scheme yeah you know what i mean yeah that's the truth (laughs) like it's it's a process right you know like i'm in a process now or i'm in a place now where like i can you know a long time ago it was you know about the drugs and alcohol but it it hasn't been about drugs or alcohol for a very long time and now Mm -hmm. i'm able to like sort through some of my some things that are stored deep down inside me Mm -hmm. that i'm able to look at now and be like okay i know how to deal with this yeah or if i don't know how to deal with it i can reach out to people like yourself Mm -hmm. my friend shelly Yep. Maybe my, you know, family. Unless those issues I'm dealing with are with about my family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't, you don't go to the same person you're having an issue with and try to <laughs> yeah. figure out why you have an issue unless you're in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So we have those support groups, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I forgot where I was going there. I don't know. But I'm not <laughs> trying to say that you don't go to the people you have a problem with and talk to them. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Right? We try to figure out, before we go talk to those people, we try to figure out if we're like on the level or if we're a little messed up about what we're thinking. Right. Right. At least that's from my perspective. Make sure you're fed, right? Make sure you're not hungry. Well, that's just it. I want to make <laughs> sure we want to make sure that we go through the motions of figuring out where we're at before we just walk up to someone and say, um, yeah, you know, I got a problem with you. Right. Because <laughs> what happens is oftentimes, oh, thanks, man. Um, oftentimes we'll go straight to those people, talk a bunch of shit. And none of it makes any sense. None of it's fucking real. Yeah. But it's coming out of a place where we're we're now being jaded by those things in our body, right? Yeah. Um, and to think that we're not going to be impacted by that stuff is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's ludicrous, right? Yeah. I, I know that it wasn't always ludicrous because we only knew what we knew. So I'm not trying to say, oh, like 100 years ago, y'all should have been smarter. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm suggesting that now that we are getting a little smarter and a little bit more informed, it's okay to change. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's okay to be like, you know what? This is better for me. Right? Well, that's that's the thing with nutrition, right? You can't really 
it's not one broad stroke of like mm-hmm. it's gonna work for everyone right and it's so different when everyone's recovery right like yeah what worked for you might not work for me right totally or the things that you heard that resonated with you to like help you to keep going like if i heard that i might have been like well that sounds stupid totally you know that's I mean? why i don't repeat those things because exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like i didn't hear a bunch of stupid shit it's just that i was like i'm just not going to listen to that yeah 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 <laughs> well that you know like you're saying you know you're looking online looking at all these resources you're mm-hmm. you know the thing about nutrition is that there's so many differing opinions right or yeah. just like um you know you can look up a research article on something and it's like one research article is going to say that caffeine's good for you. And the other one's going to say it's bad for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, so you have to kind of, how is it going to affect yourself? Right. Totally. Like, is drinking a pot of coffee good? Probably not. Yeah. But is having a cup of coffee bad? Probably not. No. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got to find that balance. Right. I think that's the key though. Right. Adam is like when, when we ask more than one person, we're going to get a little bit more variety and that variety, what we can look for is the common ground within the variety. Right. Yeah. So if, if we ask five people and their answers might be different, but where it's coming from is that same thing of trying to find a point of stability to step off from. Right. The majority of those answers probably work together. Yeah. Right. Instead of saying, Oh no, you're wrong. Maybe you're right. Sometimes maybe you're right. Sometimes. Right. But not always. Yeah. Because I I try my best and I'm sure I'm not perfect at it. Right. But Mm -hmm. I try my best to allow for people to, make the choices they have to make. Mm-hmm. Even if I think this could be bad, right? Because right. at the end of the day, it's still your choice. Yeah. And it's not, it's not right for me to limit people's choices based on what worked for me. That's yeah. what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So if I say, because um, I have friends who sobered up in the rooms and then left, and they're still sober yeah. and they're still living productive lives. Mm-hmm. So it's impossible for me when people say, oh, like if you leave meetings, you're not gonna, you're not gonna stay sober. I just, I can't buy it. I'm probably living proof of that, right? Like, you know, well, I don't, you are I don't, I don't necessarily proof. go to very many means anymore, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'll take the heat from it from you guys, but I, it's fun, right? The only kind of heat you get from us <laughs> is fun heat. Exactly. Yeah. And it's fun, right? Because we just bust your chops. It's fun, right? But like, yeah. you know, I found a way that works for me. Totally. You know I mean? So it's only really fun is when someone says like, we have a friend, maybe that might say this now, but, or have said it throughout our sobriety <laughs> when they say, oh, my life is just, su- is just effed up and I can't like get nothing's going right and then then it's funny when you're like when was the last time you went to a meeting <laughs> because you can almost guess that what is driving them nuts is they're stuck in their own head yeah yeah right yeah. <laughs> and honestly when I when I ask someone when's the last time you went to a meeting I mean any kind of meeting that works for you yeah even if it's a meeting with your coach yeah is it a meeting with like a psychologist or a therapist, whatever it is. Well, yeah, like I have like a, a weekly meditation group, you know, yeah. a couple of friends we get together and we meditate every week. And how does that That's, impact you? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like a regular meditation practice where we're able to sit down for a half hour to an hour and just like, you know, go through yeah. meditation and just vibe. It's pretty awesome, dude. Yeah. It's good shit. Well, I think we're running close to our hour. Now we can go over a little bit. Is it okay. over now? A little bit? Cool. We can go over a little bit. Okay. I just, um, is there anything else that you want to say before we, before I go into my disclaimer? Again? Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, if you're interested in, in like nutrition and recovery, like just like do your research, you know, keep yeah. an open mind. Um, would you be willing to help anybody? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. How can we get people in contact with you? Would you like them to contact you through us or? 
Yeah, you can get yeah. through us or like, you know, you can reach out through through me on like Facebook or Instagram. Okay. Just send me a private message. You know, cool. Slide into my DMs. Slide into his DMs. So I, I, you want to talk your... about you want to talk about kale chips? My DMs for sure. <laughs> I want to talk to you about kale chips, but not in the DM, dude. Not in the down low. I want to talk to you about it. I just bullshit this kale yeah. stuff. I mean, the more and more people that you know start ke- coming around to this mm-hmm. stuff, like it's just like the better it's going to be, right? Okay. So how do they find you on Instagram or Facebook? Uh, just my name, Adam Trachi. How do you spell Trachi? T R O T C H I E. Perfect, man. Thank yeah. you very much, Adam. Yeah. Appreciate you being here. He's He changed the spelling of his last name because he was a Trotsky. <laughs> and uh, those communist sympathizers, we have no space for them here. Right? There's no time for that. I'm kidding. Look, communism is a great idea. I think it's a wonderful idea. It's just when it involves human beings, it doesn't work. That's all. The only thing I'm saying. But I'm not trying to suggest that democracy is the way to go either, okay? Because obviously some of us shouldn't have free choice. Yeah, like, <laughs> I might should I eat cake tonight yeah. or not? <laughs> but here's the I need thing. A boat. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth because I love you. I love you a lot as a human, as a man. Um, I am going to have cake tonight. I am not lying to you. I will. Because this conversation has got me all revved up for cake. Well, let's make sure you eat your vegetables first. <laughs> I'll get a bag of broccoli first, and then I'll eat my cake. <laughs> you can scoop the icing off of the broccoli. <laughs> oh, dude, you've just like blown my mind and changed my world. I am going to try to dip broccoli into icing sugar. I wonder how that'll go. It's um, a new ranch. Ranch? <laughs> I, I, yeah, maybe ranch and ice. Ooh, ranch? No. Oh, that'd no. Be gross. One or the other. One <laughs> or the other. I'm going to have to give it a shot. Well, dude, I really appreciate you coming, man. Thanks for Thanks having me. Thanks a lot, dude. Yeah, it's a it's a pleasure to have you. Um, I don't think I have anything else to add to that, man. I, I appreciate your time. Yeah, it's just like, you know, we kind of just bounce all around, like, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like the subject is so broad, right? Like, it's yeah. just like you can't really nail down one thing so well especially when we're trying not to be narrow right and the yeah. and the truth is there this this life in recovery whatever you're, we're recovering from it's got to be broad mm-hmm. like we like honestly what i've seen from humans the more the more broad their approach to recovery the more peaceful their life is right and so i guess it depends on what you want for your life like if you want to have like a chaotic life and you want to have um things always dropping off and you never know when the other shoe's going to drop and all that stuff, you can totally have that. That's totally up to you, right? And if you want that, it's really easy to do. Mm. You don't do anything. Don't do anything different. Keep doing everything the same and that's fine. That's your choice, right? Um, But if you want something different, right? So you got Adam's information. Reach out to Adam if you're interested. Um, And of course, Adam mentioned Freedom's Path has a... Uh, recovery group it's like a three-day workshop called uh pathway to freedom how did i have like a blank spot on my, <laughs> it's like my own program and i'm like cake. i know all i'm thinking about is cake i'm like what's the name of my program again yeah that's so silly chocolate marble cake <laughs> yeah the name of my program is double chocolate marble cake <laughs> it's pathway to freedom what we do there is it's a three-day workshop we go through the 12 steps um from an anonymous group but we approach them from a more holistic perspective, which Adam mentioned. It's about the mind, body, uh, spirit, and, and uh, um, stomach, I guess, depending on where you think your soul resides, <laughs> right? I guess it all depends on that. Um, so the next one of those groups is actually October 26th, 27th, 28th. Reach out to us at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca 
or on Facebook at Freedom's Path Recovery Society. All these things are challenging for me to remember. Yeah. Um, we would like to remind you that the opinions shared are those of the individuals and not representative of Freedom's Path Recovery Society as a whole or any other affiliation we may share with organizations or individuals. A huge thank you to Wild Rose United Church for their continued open-hearted giving to the community at large. They have graciously provided space and love for us to work within, and we cannot thank the staff, volunteers, and members of the church enough for all that they do every day. And thank you, Darcy Robinson. Every week, man, I got to thank you, buddy. I will change it and make it less embarrassing for you. Um, but I, it's important for people to know, man, that you donate your time, your expertise, and your passion to us. And I really appreciate it. We all do. Um, so thank you. Uh, and I'm not here without each of our board members. Uh, Trent Baker, Todd Deer, Christine Pimiskern. Man, that name is confusing every time I mm -hmm. see it. Um, it's no wonder I just call her Pim. Heather Mor Morijo, Wayne Lurie, and John James. Thank you all for all what you do. Thank you, Trent Baker, for, your, for you and your group's continued support, both financially and spiritually, to me along the way. I would not have made it without you, buddy. Um, thank you for believing when I could not. Uh, to all of the individuals who graciously donate their money and time to helping Freedom's Path become a society and now a charity, thank you. Who is Freedom's Path? We work directly with individuals and families struggling and suffering with addiction of all types, mental illness, codependency, and the multitude of difficulties humans bring forward as they attempt to make life-altering changes. And again, I'll thank you, Adam. Thanks a lot, man, for coming on. Thank you. Uh, if you're close to giving up, regardless of what your difficulty might be, please reach out to someone. You can always give up tomorrow, or maybe you won't have to. To anyone listening, imagine that your voice might be the only one someone hears inside their darkness. What is it you would like to say to them? What is it you would like said to you? If you are interested in being a guest on the podcast, or why did I emphasize guest on the podcast? Guest on the podcast. Uh, or looking to make a donation or help in some other way, please contact us through our website, www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca or Facebook at Freedoms Path Recovery Society. As for me, I'm David Lurie, and I wish you all the best wherever you are. Be safe and try to have some fun, as our time is quite limited after all. Thank you. <laughs>